Hey everyone, welcome to the Unfiltered Truth Podcast, where our hope is to encourage you to wholeheartedly embrace your unfiltered truth and to discover the value and purpose of your story and the stories of those around you by hearing others share theirs. I'm Sky and I'm Isabel. And we and a couple of our friends have started this little ministry we like to call Unfiltered Truth, where we ask people to share the highs and the lows, the good and the bad, and everything in between that's brought them to where they are today. So here are some of those stories. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to the Unfiltered Truth Podcast. Um, I hope, we hope that you're having a wonderful day wherever you are. We hope that you can just grab a nice cup of coffee or a nice cup of tea. Um, me and Isabel and our special guests today actually all have our coffees and we're on FaceTime right now. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and just sit down and enjoy this amazing story that's about to be told. Isabel, whose story are we about to hear? Um, this woman has, it's really special. We, Skylar was just saying how she's been excited all week to hear this story. Um, this is a woman that we actually both lived in Hungary with for a little bit. Um, she has been fundamental, I would say, in both of our faiths and walks with Jesus, just by her example, the way that she loves her family, loves the Lord, and is just so free. She is just totally a free bird in Jesus, and it is such an example. Um, she's such an example of joy. She loves to party it up, whether it's dancing and singing to, you love your classics, don't you? Your old school music. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> um, she loves bringing her kids along to her dancing and singing um and she's just a beautiful woman in the lord and we are so excited to hear her story it is kim beller um and yes so kim would you share your story with us today yes oh my gosh sky and isabel i'm so happy that you guys are having me on because um i just remember looking back in my life and avfl and hungry and just um remember seeing your guys's faces and how you guys were just like pure joy and mm -hmm. and just watching how god moved in your lives it was just really exciting so i'm glad to be here i'm really excited mm -hmm. um so you say tell me your story okay where do you start um <laughs> You know, I grew up in a Christian home and I always had a sensitive place for Jesus. Um, there was something about him that I um, I felt comfortable with. And mm. as I began to grow, um, you know, I started to, let, let's just say high school time period, I started to get a little distracted. I started looking both ways and um, started looking around at different things and you know his voice is still there you still feel his conflict the conscience and you feel him speaking tenderly you know you would pray and always knowing like um i can cry out to jesus for any time um mm -hmm. as as time started going on i started to um as i said get more distracted um got involved with different things like hanging out with boys and friends and like i think there was a wild side to me that was um just seeking more adventure and things like that. So mm. in high school, um, I just started putting my Bible down more. I remember the little lace Bible I had and mm. um, I put it to the side of the shelf and 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 not necessarily read it. I would know the knowledge um, of Jesus, but I would not be talking to him personally. So I think mm. that that's where it kind of began, where I started to get more on a, um, a distracted path. Um, I think like when you come to that point, you're pretty much um, opening the door to a new a new world. Um, 
I guess, um, you know, I started hanging out with boys. Uh, and I remember just thinking still, though, that I was like, I was still like, I'm pure. I'm not like, I won't, I'm not going to do what other people are doing. I, I'm not going to, you know, I remember being in a relationship with a guy that was older than me. And I was like, um, I'm not going to have sex with you. And he's like, fine, like, totally, you know. And um, but then, like, he broke up with me, like, later. And so then that puts something in your head that's like, oh, well, that's what he, you know, that's what they were interested in or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at that season two, I also started to believe more. So without the word of God, I, I would believe labels about my life. Mm-hmm. So I remember people saying like, um, over time, cause I was sensitive, you know, everybody has some kind of sensitivity, you know, and, and I, it would, it would be personal to me if somebody were to like label me like, Oh, that's the bad kid. Don't hang out with her, like to some parents or whatever. And I'd be like, you know, you act tough for the moment, like, Oh, whatever, just come hang out with us. But you really, it did hurt, you know, like mm-hmm. there were, things that started to to hurt and put like place in you and you take on the world's labels and and or you know whoever I was just wild side so Mm -hmm. as time went on I went into um I actually traded schools I went from the Christian school that I'm actually teaching out now so that's a whole um and went to a public school and that's kind of where everything went downhill not to say that my heart was not far away it was far away from god at that moment i was ready to to do wrong (laughs) and so um you know i think a big deal is who you choose to hang around with and at that time i really didn't have um i really didn't have that that goal to put myself around the right um encouraging Mm. christian people i just went in full eyes wide open but um and just started partying started hanging out with everybody started smoking pot started getting involved with everything possible and it was just a a, the devil's playground basically at that time i was just like this is fun you know but as you know it wraps around you and um things come with it um just like I said, I just started getting involved with um, just relationships, sec- like sexual and moral racial relationships. Ah, it's so funny that I'm stumbling over that because I did that when I first admitted that when I first got saved. And people, my friends joked with me. They're like, uh, do you stutter when you say that? So just, <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And then um, doing like, you know, just drugs and, and alcohol and all of that. And I can remember being um, like around the bonfire or something. And some people would start bringing up God. And I would, you know, I had that soft place in the back of my heart, like, and I would, you know, he was, he was, I know Jesus was real. I knew he was real. Mm -hmm. And people would be like, well, what do you think about God? Like, not just to me, they were just talking about it. And, um, and I'd be like, you guys, he's going to come back and he's like the answer, but don't follow me right now. Cause I'm not walking with him. Like they're like, I remember them asking me like, well, then why don't you do it? Yeah, so, and then right. I didn't want to talk anymore. I didn't want to, to just, I just didn't want to do it. Cause it was hurt. It would hurt too much to say I wasn't walking with wow. him, you know? Mm-hmm. And in my journal, I would write things like, I'm not going to make it. Like I knew the rapture was coming and I'm going to be left here. I would write, I would have dreams of my family leaving and all of these things. And I think that the Lord does show up like that. Um, Mm -hmm. He speaks to you and and he's not going to let you go. And that's the thing about um, what I like to call Jesus in that time in my life. He was this familiar stranger. Um, He was Mm -hmm. always there. He was always there when I would have and then there would be times when I would just like you know um be messed up on on drugs and I would stay up all night like 
and there would be like hallucinations and things. And I would cry out to Jesus. And, um, and I remember like, you know, there was just demonic things and Jesus's picture would show up and I would see him and I'm like, I'll follow you. I'll follow you. And then, cause it would help me through the fear that of that moment. And then mm-hmm. and by the next day or the next few weeks, I would be back to what I was doing. Cause I was totally wrapped up in chains of the enemy. Um, wow. and so you know, knowing that he was always speaking to me, he was always this familiar stranger around um, until um, I got into a relationship of a guy I thought I was going, I mean, there's many stories before this, but I got into a relationship with a guy I thought I was going to marry. He had a, like, it's funny because the best lies are a little bit of truth, right? <laughs> um, some He was uh, a really good guy and Um, But we, you know, together, like being Christians who were not necessarily walking fully with the Lord, we both brought each other down and Mm -hmm. um, we thought we were going to get married. This now I'm uh, this is from I would say I've walked away from him from about 16 to 22. Mm -hmm. And when I um, was with this guy and and then we finally said we're going to break up to follow God. Right. So um, Mm because I know that he had that in his heart and I had it in my heart. But um, it, it never really could happen together because both of us didn't hundred percent mean it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so there came a moment when, um, we just said, you know what, we're going to, we're going to break up. And so then I'm, I always had hope that we would get back together within that next like few months. Right. There was mm-hmm. the next few months that I was going to go. He had bought me a ticket already to Colorado and I was going to fly out there, but we had broken up in between this and he's like, just come, we're still friends, you know? And so I went out there and um god had already been talking to me this whole year like um like calling me back there was scripture that i was writing um and my mom had sent me to uh, my mom had asked me to go to church with her and i was writing down all of this like end time stuff i'm like guys and i typed it up and i hand like i emailed it to all my friends and i'm still like you know thinking of of god but i'm just my heart is not there yet and so i go out to colorado and um when I arrived, I was like, you know, just playing it off. Like I wrote this verse, like love is patient, love is kind. And I gave it to him. And I'm like, I'm like, see, like I'm walking with God, you know? And he said, um, I remember him saying like, um, Kim, I'm, I'm walk, I am walking with God now. And I don't want, I don't want us to be back together. Um, and I'm happy now without you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, but I was so hurt. I was so hurt because he had to do that. Right. This is Mm -hmm. the beginning of my, of the calling of my life. And so um, there's like this, what you call like a house that they can stay in off of campus. And I stayed there. He stayed in the college campus. And um, and I remember closing the door and thinking my life is literally over. I built everything upon this relationship. I loved mm-hmm. him so much. And I could not, there was nothing I imagined in life without him. And so when we're saying goodbye and closing the door, I went into the bed and I'm just like, I like, I thought I would die of emotional heartbreak at that moment. And um, I was just in the dark, just crying and crying. And I'm like, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm getting on a plane and I'm never going to see this guy again. And um, I just, it just remembered, I remembered the God of my youth. And I reached up and just said, will you save me, save me? Cause, um, I remember just thinking, I need peace. I'm going to die here. I, I like, I don't know what, I can't do anything else. And I know it sounds dramatic, but it really does hurt so much. And so um, I went to sleep that night and I woke up and I had such a peace I was not familiar with. And mm. I, I got into this 
this car they let me have and, and drove it to the airport. And I, I just, I think I was like reading the Bible or something. And, um, and it was just like, almost like numb, but like real. And I don't know how to explain it. And I get home and I'm like, what am I going to do in this house? This is where he's from. Like he's in the same, he's from the same city. I'm, you know, in the same city as him. I'm every memory is him. And I just went taking my car and drove around. And I'm like, there was a newfound like energy or something, but I was still like waiting for that pain to come. I'm like, it was just there. When's it going to happen? And I know all of these places are him. I feel so alone, but at the same time, there's some sort of peace I can't explain right now. Mm. Um, I'm driving around and um, I just park my car and I hear this verse on the bu- on the radio. Um, Cause I was, I think I went back to the old school radio station that I knew my mom used to play in the car and mm. um, it was Chuck Smith. And he was saying the verse, mm. come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Ooh, so good. That, yeah. When he said that, I was um, like, I lost it because it's like saying hello to the child that you were, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember you, like, you know? So, hmm. like a, it's like a remembrance of, and then all of a sudden, this familiar stranger was there and it's like oh my gosh it's jesus it's you i know you i know you you know and um and it's like how did i go so far and i just remember like saying i'm sorry i'm so sorry i'm sorry and i it was like all the times that i i meant to say sorry i i never did and it was like every one of them just came out of me and Hmm. and it was like forever and ever it was like minutes i'm so sorry you know and then it was like i knew from that moment on that I, there's nothing I wanted in this world more ever. And I know that he met me that day, you know, and it just went from there. I mean, I don't know if there's, if you want to hear the second part, just, um, it just kept going from there. He just pulled me out of, um, I still wanted to hang out with my friends because, and they were all like pot smoking, awesome people, but still, (laughs) but they were into the partying scene and I just wanted to hang out with them and let them know, like, I, I'm not leaving you because I know I've seen people that have hurt other people that have left Mm -hmm. and, um, and said, we can't, we're out of here. Like we can't, I can't be with you anymore. And I just hung out with them and I just was like overjoyed. Like the Lord had taken this darkness and pulled it out and said, and so I got to hang out with them just for a little season. And I would be like, guys, they would like be smoking pot around me. And I'd be like, I don't need to do it anymore. You know? And, um, (laughs) And, I, That's and, awesome. like, and they would just pass it on because I just wouldn't take it. And the Lord just dropped that cold turkey that day, my addiction to drugs, my addiction to all of those things. And then he pulled me out and said, um, you're going to go like, I'm, I'm going to take you out of this because I don't know. I, there was mercy there because I probably, I don't know. I don't think I would have fallen back in because I knew I wanted him more, you know? So, okay. So that, at that season, it was about, I remember thinking, um, I'm, I'm sober 52 days guys, you know, and then he, you know, there we go. So I, I started to step away from, um, that I would still like talk to them, but I, I needed to get away from that scene. Um, so there was this, this, uh, book that was called, um, the go manual and it was youth with a mission. It's a missionary organization all over the world. There's like 1,200 bases. And my mom wow. had given this to me when I was 16 years old. So I'm 22 now. Oh, I'm like, and I, at, when I was 16, I was like, I don't want to leave my friends. I'm not going on no mission trip to Ma- Mongolia, you know? <laughs> and so 
when I was 22, I'm like, where's that book? So I went and looked for it in all of my stuff and there it was, dusted it off and read. And there's just like all of these places you can go. You can use, do evangelism and you can do, um, you know, share your testimonies. You can, you know, uh, just all different things. Like you could go into nursing if you wanted to, you could go into journalism, all these different options that they use you and your talents and things like that. So I ended up um, choosing Australia and um, I remember just going back, just going back a little bit. I just remember like um, when I was walking in the world, I remember thinking in this, I don't know if this is like, I don't know what this means, but I just remember thinking if I could just get to the other side, I, and I could follow him, I could, I could encourage others to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, cause I had a, a, that time, like persuasion, like I could just be like, guys, come with us. Let's have fun. Let's go this way. You know? Mm -hmm. So once I got to that side, I was so excited. Like I really am still excited, but uh, like on um, what he's, he's done in my life. I still, that's why I love to revisit it. Um, in September, like you changed my life, Lord, because I know that I could not get out at that time. You had to have done it. You pulled me out of this darkness. He did it in himself without me you know uh, you know I had to be mm. willing but he yeah is the one who did it and so I go to Australia I meet all of a lot of my best friends um mm. and we all came from different walks of life they were all Christians um I was brand new and they called me the cheerleader cheerleader because I was really excited and um there was still a lot of things in that season that I had to deal with over myself like um labels I remember my friends like kick Satan in the butt. Don't let him talk to you like that. Cause I would say, I would say, I'm still like, I still saw myself like bad, but God was the one who was pulling me out, you know, and it was making me like, he was growing me, but I still had lies that I believed. Hmm. Um, and then finally it comes down to at the end of each uh, season that you're, that you're with YWAM for about six months it, each at a time, there comes a time when you can actually like go up and share anything you want to about everything and so i just needed to like confess and it was like that when i stuttered it was those kinds of things that i shared and mm. uh, it, like you have no hold over me anymore mm. Satan. and so there that was that season mm. i um i was there in australia he took me to indonesia so cool. um the sydney olympics we were at and did evangelism mm. crazy things like you guys i know you are the same way like just getting up and just sharing your testimony and people are like, who is, who are you? Like, you know, <laughs> and just start telling them like, God just use you boldly, you know, mm. and um, people are coming to Jesus. And we, and I ended up returning home for uh, six years. And in that time I met my husband, it was like, I met him like right after nine 11 mm. and, um, and yeah, he, uh, did you, we're going to say something Sky or no, 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 sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, I met him and um, it was just a season of like, so we, there's a whole story there on how we met and I went back to South Africa. He asked me to marry him after this, we stayed home. And for about six years, I was waiting. Um, like he likes to say that I whispered, go into all the world um, to, yeah, to preach the gospel in his ear when he was sleeping. Um, but he was more like local minded. I was more like, let's get out there, you know? Um, and, uh, and that's the Lord. He did all of that, that, you know, and that's like, you see, like, even from a little child, God creates you the way that you are. And then he puts you back into your element and he uses your, like, he's, he speaks calling over your life and you go out and you do what you're called to do. And, mm -hmm. um, that was that season, like, like learning to be quiet about it. Cause I just wanted to go and, um, and then the Lord, like, I was just sitting there watching Dr. Phil and like I've said before, and, and I have these little babies and I'm like, is this all life is like, I want to be out there. And he, and 
the Lord just gently whispered, like, am, am I enough? Hmm. And I, he, I really had to sit with that for a while because I knew that, of course, you're enough. And he's like, what if, you know, okay, good. Then what if you never go out? And it's he had to see where my real reasons were, you know? Hmm. And um, I, I was like, well, okay, but okay, if that if you said so, then I guess that's what it has to be. And he's like, what if your kids go? What if your children go? And and that's when it was like, well, I'll do anything for them. There's always a reason to ha- to fight for somebody, right? Like there's somebody God puts in your life to be able to um, to fight for them and um, to to stand for them so that they can do better than you, you know. Mm. And, um, and I was like, okay, yeah, totally. I, c- I could do that. Like if it's about them, then I need to be pouring into them. And so mm. no matter where I've been in the world, when we went into Hungary and met you guys, like from that moment on, he has shown me like my family is who I'm pouring into, not just my family, but like, um, the younger ones, like pour into them so they can go. Cause you'll multiply. And mm, that is an encouraging thing for me today. It, yeah. it centers me where it's like, it's not about me. Right. It's about him. And what can I do with him? I can multiply others. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he's done even to this day, like coming back from the mission field after living there for 10 years, wow. um, going into them, everybody else was going out. Although in the summer we got to go sometimes, you know, with you guys. And, um, but like really just centering me in the fact that I am, let me encourage my, my family and then it'll multiply to the others, the younger ones, and then they, everybody else can go mm-hmm. and I'll have just what I need to be called to do what I've been called to do. And so now coming back after 10 years, I'm here and I'm working at a high school. God, I would have never, I thought I was like hoping for like a filing job in the high school just so <laughs> I, just so I could be there, you know, and or like landscaping. I would have signed up if I could get that at Whittier Christian just because I want, you know, a, like a tuition of some kind for my kids. <laughs> yeah. and, um, they put me in freshman Bible and mm. they gave me one class. And this year they've given me all the freshmen and I consider it a privilege and a mission to um, encourage them today, you know, like mm. uh, just encourage them and tell them about Jesus. I want them to know the excitement of him. And mm. this is a new generation coming up. So yeah. that's my story. Uh, oh, Kim, that was so beautiful. Wow. <laughs> so oh. good. Thank yeah. you so I to, like, much. Take a second to process it all. Mm. Uh, I feel like I say this a lot, but like you got me crying, got me laughing, got me smiling. <laughs> everything wow it's just so wow so incredible just seeing how the lord has just like brought you through so many seasons and literally like all around the world too like i just see like i close my eyes and i just see like kim beller just like flying everywhere but it's not (laughs) kim beller like it's jesus you know and it's like imagine what your life would have been if you never if he never would have pulled you out of that you know like, what have you ever gone anywhere? What have you ever done anything? Not that's what being a Christian is about, but I'm just saying, like, life with Jesus is such an adventure. It is. And some people limit it, and some people are like, oh, like, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. and be so boring. And Kim, that's one of the things that I remember in Hungary. I was like, hmm. there's a little part, you know, I was kind of scared. I was like, oh, if I give my life, like, fully to the Lord, like, I was already saved. But I was like, if I just, like, submit everything, like, in his hands, like, I'm just going to be, like, a stay-at-home mom who just, like, cooks and cleans the rest of her life and just, like, teaches Bible studies to my little kids, which there's no shame in that. Like, that's kind of what I want to do now. But (laughs) you showed me that, like, life with Jesus is so fun. And it's such an Mm -hmm. adventure. And we're not missing out. And the Lord does not withhold any good things from us. Like, anything. So I just want to thank you for that. Thank you for your energy. Thank Thank you. you Just, like, your motivation. And you're just 
Spirit of Adventure. Kim, yes. do you know what type on the Enneagram you are? Seven. Oh, I knew it! Yes. <laughs> are I you a seven? Know. Yeah. And I never meet sevens. Like, I don't know really multiple sevens. But it's funny because the guy we did a podcast with yesterday was the only other seven that I've really met. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so me and Isabel both have one question. Isabel, do you want to ask first? Yeah, sure. I also just want to say, like, Kim, it's so beautiful how you're saying that God had to show you that your life basically isn't about you. It's about, and the Lord's been showing this to me so much recently, is like what it means. You know, we we hear often, you're a vessel of God, like you're God's vessel. But I feel like I've literally been picturing it where I'm literally God's vessel and he is alive inside of me. And like, we're literally his hands and feet. And like life's not about us and like and yet he still doesn't mean he doesn't love us and he doesn't care for us he does that so well but it is life is so much more rewarding when it's not about us and i just want to say like it's just the way that you mother your children and that you are a wife to your husband it is such an example that i always look back on i've said this before i'm like man i need my kids to turn out like kim's kids i'm gonna send them over to her and she can raise them like this is like and it's just so cool the impact that a surrendered life has on so many people like we are testimonies of your testimony that you said yes to god and you said yes i'm going to pour into the younger generation and here we are we're able to look at you and be encouraged and be like if she can love jesus and have fun then we can do that too um and if she can be bold then we can do that too so just want to thank you again for everything it's seriously such a special time that um Oh, we just love so much. We could talk about forever. Um, but a specific question, something that stood out to me is, um, oh, there's so many. I know. Oh, what do I choose? Um, <laughs> hmm. Well, first of all, I just love how you did say there was a side of me that was seeking more adventure and that kind of led you into darkness and that... Um, and I was going to ask you about that, but I feel like we've talked about that. Just like that life with Jesus doesn't have to end the adventure. Mm-hmm. Like it's and exactly what, what I believe is that he knows our personalities and he created us. We began with him. Mm-hmm. So he's the one who knew me that he knew my blueprints. He knew everything about me. And as much as I needed to go out, I guess, um, he brought me back and he still understands the way, obviously, the way I think and the way that what, what really motivates me and encourages. And mm. he just, he's, he, he knows our giftings, he created them and he loves to use them in us. And he's not one to say, you know, oh, well, you can't have that now because you're this. He is the one who delights in giving us good gifts. So mm. he is, is delighted to see us being used the way he created us. And so... Mm. It doesn't end. It doesn't yeah. end. Oh, so good. Um, yeah. yeah. Sky, you can go ahead and ask a question so that we don't ask the same one or whatever. Yeah. They're good. Um, well, the question I was, there's so many, like Isabel said, but the one that really stood out to me, and it's not really anything specifically you said, and it's kind of like deeper, I guess, but um, just like how deep you were in that scene, like drugs and alcohol, and you were saying like hallucinations. Um, and I think this is a topic that's not talked about often, but like 
you said that when you were at that point, like you're opening yourself up, like, do you think there was like genuine, like demonic forces that had like such a hold on you? And you were just, you said something about like being in chains because just hearing about how like Jesus just plucked you out of that, like that had to be so supernatural. But um, just if there's anyone's listening right now, who's in that just dark place and they just don't feel okay. And they feel like there's something really spiritual going on there. What would you say? What was your experience with that? I have heard similar stories. I don't even speak about it anymore when people are talking because I understand exactly where they're at. I don't need to say, oh, yes, I do. I do too. Because there is, I think that when there's two worlds, one is that um, you were maybe, um, God has a hold of you. You chose him when you were a child or you chose him at one time and he's not going to let you go. So um, the demonic forces I sense from my own experience, um, they fight and they play with you because they know that you, there's something in you that is, is of him. So they, mm-hmm. you're like in the devil's playground. So you're just like, he's there, they're going to work. They're going to fight with you. And yeah, there was um, seasons when I would just be uh, laying there and I could see them um, never like, you know, where it's just like, I would start seeing them everywhere else. God always had some kind of um, pullback where others would go forward into evil things, but he would always kind of, sort of protect me from going even farther into things. Um, And so it just became a place of um, you're not going that far. And he would step in, I believe, in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, what it looks like to this day is just discernment. You can see in people things. Um, Yeah, so there's a whole story to that and the fact that um, you can see in um, people's eyes and mannerisms and things like that. Um, it's it's a just it's a gift of discernment that you can see today. But back then, it was it was scary. It was one of the the scariest places in my life. But I remember the last time I experienced it, I was actually married to Caleb, and I knew where my help comes from. Mm-hmm. I knew where the power comes from. So it, when I was young, I would say, in Jesus, like, in the name of Jesus, you know, we were always taught that, you know, when you're little, like, in the name of Jesus, get out of here or whatever. But now when I, when I, that one time when I was with, uh, I was already married to Caleb, I said, in the name of Jesus, you will go and, and then that's it. Like, I know where my help comes from. He is my strength. He is my power. And I do not have to listen to those lies any longer. Mm -hmm. I do not have to believe that you're going to still make me scared. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's power in the name of, there's power in Jesus. And first of all, yeah, Yeah. so good. So good. Um, I want to ask one more question. Um, something that stood out to me was just the how you're saying that the labels really affected you. And then even when you like gave your life over to the Lord, there were still like labels kind of being thrown at you. Um, and how would you determine? Because we all carry some sort of baggage where people say like you're this or and whether it's good or bad, it's how do you like determine what labels are that people have put on you that are holding you down versus like what the Lord says about you? How do you determine that? And how do you walk in the truth rather than the labels? So how do you let go of them? Yeah. How do you determine? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that has to do with um, just honestly, like, and this is, this is old and new to me at the same time. I hope you guys can understand that. Like you learn these things, but then you really learn them again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That like, like for instance, I'm reading his word and it says like, you are his treasure or you are the apple of his eye. If, if we come to a place where we go, you know what? He said it. I believe you. 
And what if I were to just believe everything you said? And it's mm. so simple and it's so um, interesting like to, to be like, of course you would say that, but to really believe him and say, I believe, I believe you say that I am these things and I, there's nothing, I'm not gonna doubt, like don't mm. leave a doubting or like, oh, well, uh, you know, I'm an exception to the rule. All of those lies are just trash that the enemy, the enemy is a liar. He's a smoke and mirrors. He is um, a deceiver and um, and he's got, he's already lost. He's already mm -hmm. lost. He can only play the game as long as we allow him to. So yeah. when I say, I don't like, you know, let's say um, you're beautiful. Okay, Lord, you said I'm beautiful. And now he's saying, yeah, but look at, look at that shirt you're wearing. Look at how ugly, like, da, 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 da. like I can either believe that or I can just say, I can see what you're doing. I don't even care. Like, I don't need mm -hmm. to listen yeah. to mm. him. He is a bully. Yeah. And I want people that are younger to, I mean, we hate bullies, right? Like yeah. we, we'll stand up for anybody that uh, if there's a bully attacking somebody. It's the same thing. Why not for yourself? Like, yeah. I'm not going to put up with this bully. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. That's so um, good. Stop looking at him and start looking at what he says. It's just a matter of believing what he says. Mm. It's so simple, but so profound, you know? Uh, so good. So good. <laughs> Kim, thank you so much for joining us today. This was such a blessing. Um, it's Friday for us. I'm not sure what day we're going to post this on, but it was such a good end to my week. Yeah. Um, just a crazy week where I've just been really busy and it's just good to just sit down with you over Zoom and a nice cup of coffee. Yes. Actually, a nice cup of coffee and just hear all that the Lord has done in your life. Um, me and Isabel mm -hmm. will be flying out to California very shortly to come see you. <laughs> Hopefully, um, yes. And we're inviting ourselves over to your house. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> we'll sleep on the floor. Yeah, And I want to say I'm encouraged that you guys, I'm encouraged by you even just to hear how your hearts are, but also like that you're still going because they say that not everybody continues um, mm. and you guys are continuing and you're an encouragement to my life. So mm. thank you so mm. much for the privilege. Praise the Lord. Yeah, love we love you, you, Kim. And for anyone who's listening, we just want to remind you that your story matters. And we just want to encourage you if anything that Kim said today just stuck out to you just pause and just spend a moment just talking to the lord even if you don't believe in him just just try just try talking to him you heard her story and it is true it's her story is true it's her story and um you hear the joy and you hear um just what life with jesus looks like and we just would love for you all to experience just this freedom in your own story. So, um, yeah, again, we just want to remind you that your story matters, and we hope that you listen back next episode. Bye! Bye. <laughs>